getting tea times right now is near impossible. So he's doing God's work right now. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. This is Own or Get Owned. Educating and inspiring our listeners to own in real estate career and life. I'm your host and mortgage lender, David. And I'm your architect and real estate agent, Hero. Welcome Welcome to to season three. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of Own or Get Owned. Welcome, welcome. We have our very first guest here with us today. Johnny, what's going on? What's up? It's an honor to have you here. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us as as our first guest ever. Super yeah, excited close. to, yeah, <laughs> we're super <laughs> excited to have you here. So, Hero. It's a momentous feat to be able to get to this point. <laughs> Having interviewers, you know, it's, a, it's an so, honor. Thank you so much. Um, so let's just jump right into it. So let's kind of go over your, like a brief introduction about yourself, what you do, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Jonathan Kim. Uh, my friends call me Johnny. Uh, I work for Travis Matthew. It's owned by Callaway Golf. Um, and I just uh, launched an app called T-Genie. It's basically a tea time app that helps golfers get better tea times. If you guys don't know, getting tea times right now is near impossible. So he's doing God's work right now. <laughs> nice. And, and uh, so moving on to the next part here, um, as you know, at Owner Get Owned, we focus not only on successes in life, but also in real estate. Um, so do you yourself own any properties? Yeah, uh, technically I own a, a co-own a condo with my dad. Um, it's an Irvine three bedroom condo. Um, but even though we've kind of invested a little bit into like the remodeling of it, I still kind of see it as more of his property. Um, so, you know, my wife and I have aspirations to get a single family home, uh, someone with a good school district, start a family and, you know, grow from there. Yeah. I mean, co-owning is always a good way to start going into real estate. Right. And I think, uh, you know, this could be a potential of being neighbors at some point in the future too. So I was just talking to him about that in the car. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Awesome. And then for the real estate side, before we get into uh, the, the other questions here, uh, any experiences or uh, memories that you got from it that you want to pass on to our listeners? Uh, experiences from co-owning the condo? Co-owning, renovations, anything like that? Um, I think, well, with renovations, uh, plan it out ahead of time because you start to get forced into uh, positions where you have to make a decision based on the timeline and you're just like racing to try to keep the contractor on the schedule. And so you kind of get put in a position to where like you got to pick all your fixtures by X date or else you're going to be behind. And like, you you know, Home Depot or wherever you're buying, it only has X amount of things. Yep. So you kind of feel rushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I th- I'd say that's probably like the biggest learning thing from the reno. Um, yeah, I, I think from the purchasing process, too, from what I remember, it was so long ago and I was so young. But I just feel like we I felt like. I rushed it a little bit and maybe we should have taken our time and kind of seen what else was out there and not been so hyper-focused on finding it in a specific area, but maybe just seeing what else our money could have gotten us. What year did you buy? I think 2013. I think you still win no matter what. Yeah, 2013. Say, yeah. <laughs> so you timed it. I mean, whether it was uh, unintentional or intentional, you timed it. Cause, Cause like right now I'm sure that condo is worth a lot more than what you pay for it. Right? It is. Yeah. I won't get into specifics, but yep. it's, it's quite a bit. I would say like maybe 30, 40%. Yeah, it's in a beautiful spot. Walkability score is really good there too. Yeah, so. right in between the five and 405. Yeah. I mean, like getting there and getting out is super easy. The only downside though is there's that U-turn because, you know, if you guys don't know, oh, Hero yeah, used yeah. to live with me for a little bit. So uh, we've had, you know, David over quite a few times at late nights. 
But uh, yeah, that is this. It's basically on the side of a one-way street, and it's very difficult to. It's easy to miss, and once you miss it, it's difficult to get back to. You got to make two U-turns <laughs> to get back. I think you have to make the U-turn next to that Korean church, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty. It's pretty far down. And then, I mean, honestly, that location is really cool too because there's a lot of restaurants. One of my favorite Shabu restaurants is there, House of Shabu. Yep. Oh, I love that place. But Hero had a bad experience one time, so you know he's really? always going to be a kaizen guy. Worst food poisoning of my life. <laughs> you got food poisoning there? Yeah. Oh man. Dude, but I'm with you, man. I love that place. Yeah, so that's pretty good. good. Well, speaking of you know good things, uh, we're excited for your TGE launch. Yep. Everything there. Um, in terms of TGE or your own professional career, what's your? Uh, you want to explain about your story? Yeah, man. I I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do out of college. I kind of just, I got a degree in business and I came out of school realizing that it didn't really mean any specialty. Um, and so I found myself like at this uh, uh, web agency where we were building websites for different restaurant owners and kind of going down that path. Um, I learned a little bit of coding through that experience because we were kind of working with the offshore team. And I realized that I could get my projects done faster if I just did it myself in some cases. Uh, so I learned how to do some coding front end. And uh, that eventually kind of led me down to a path where I, I was working for a web development agency and I picked up golf and was playing so much golf that I was dishing work like on a weekly basis, <laughs> weekly. I'm talking about like, you know, I, I leave at like 11. So what's like the wildest story you've told your manager to get out of work to play golf? Honestly, that company was so chill that I didn't have to make stuff up. Like I would just be honest and say, hey, I'm a, like, I'm a little beat right now. I want to get out and I'm going to play and then I might log back in later. Might not. You know? Let me know what company that is. I might, I might go uh, apply there. <laughs> every, every Monday, hey, I'm a little B. You know? <laughs> like, I got, I'm yeah. just a little tired today. I'm going to go out and play golf. But then when I when I was playing so much, I realized like I was really passionate about it. Like It kind of like consumed me in a way where it was like all I was thinking about. I'm trying to improve every single day. My hands hurt. My forearms are sore. And I basically got to a point where I was like, I'm going to see if I can find something that suits my skill set and try to find a job in it, right? Um, so for like a month, I was basically like looking up where all the golf companies were at. I had bookmarks on my on my browser and I was checking them every single week. And about a year later of checking it every week, um, I found a job at Travis Matthew. And that was kind of my step into working for Callaway Golf. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, that's kind of the story of how I found like my career path where I'm at now. Um, but we're really here to talk about TG&E, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the path there was I really like, I found a problem and actually solved it myself. Like it started because I was having trouble finding a time that I could play earlier. And as a golfer, you know that if you play late in the day, it's going to take one, it's going to take a really long time yep. Two, it takes up your entire day. Yep. And also if you're in a relationship, it takes a toll on your relationship. <laughs> if you come, if you know, if you go out at like 11, 12 o'clock, you don't come back until five or six and you're drunk yep. or like, or you're tired and you got to take a nap. Yep. It takes a toll. It's you know. definitely it puts uh, some stress on the relationship. I can uh, <laughs> I don't know what speak. that's like. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest to that. That's definitely happened to me. Before, yeah. So, so I, I found myself thinking I was like, you know what? I need to find I need to find a way to play earlier before I get divorced or something <laughs> like that. You know. And uh, <laughs> I like how that's where it went. Instead of maybe solving you know, right there. <laughs> maybe I won't play golf. No, I need to figure out a way to play golf and not get divorced. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like where your head's at. Yeah. So so one night I was playing golf. Uh, we played a night round at David Baker. Mm -hmm. um, it was a Friday night. I'm playing with a couple of buddies, and afterward we went to Brodards for dinner. Right, and we're sitting at Brodards, and we're like, let's play again tomorrow morning. And I'm like, okay, I'm down. So all four of us are looking on our phones, trying to find the tea time for tomorrow morning. 
and there's nothing there. Of course not. There's right? no way. <laughs> so for like half of the dinner, literally all of us are just on our phones scrolling, trying to find something, going to different golf websites. And I realized at the end of the day, I was like on my drive home, I realized like we're looking for something that doesn't exist. If it's not there, we're not going to find it. Right. So then I thought, I was like, dude, there's so many bots out there for like sneakers. There's bots out there for everything. I was like, why can't there be something that just tells me when something opens up so that I know when to book? Conceptually, conceptually, it's the same thing, right? Exactly. It's just looking for something um, to get there quicker than anyone else. Exactly. And automating the process. You're yeah. not saying it's yeah. 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 So then, you know, I came up with that idea and I, I hit up my buddy G and he... He and I had a conversation. I was like, look, I just need you to build me something that scrapes this T-sheet and tells me when somebody cancels. Because, you know, as a golfer, like there's always a 24 or 48 hour cancellation policy. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you get charged a fee. So I know that two or one or two days before the actual day that I want to play, somebody's going to cancel. Yep. Right. And I want to be the first one to know. And so I was talking to, to G and I told him, hey. Uh, if you can build this for me for just this one course, you know, Rancho San Joaquin is the one I play every single week, right? Just if you can build me one that tells me when Rancho opens up or somebody cancels, you know, I'll pay you X amount to, to build that out. So he builds it out. It basically was an app that just sent me an email anytime uh, somebody canceled. And then I started to realize after a couple of weeks of using it, I was like, I found something here. So then we expanded to a couple other courses that we like to play in the area. Um, and eventually I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be something that's very useful to the golfing community. So it's kind of how it all started. Yeah. I remember when you were first telling me about this idea, I was like, dude, this is crazy. Yeah. It's like exactly it's you're creating a solution to a problem or a pain point. And like, this is like kind of near like when COVID was like huge and golf was like blowing up. Yeah. So like trying to get a tea time was like literally impossible. Yep. The best part about it was it was a problem that I had myself. Mm -hmm. So like when it started out, like I was my biggest customer. I used it every single week. I still do, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's probably the best way to even make something that's worth getting, right? Yep. So that's awesome. We're excited to see where it all goes. Yep. Uh, in terms of the actual story itself, what's your best success story for now? Um, success story, I think honestly, like us just launching has been a journey to get here. I think I'd like to talk a little bit more about the failures that, that got us to this point, you know? You're right ahead of us, go ahead. Um, <laughs> like, like honestly, just launching was a blessing because the biggest failure that I had was starting out, I had this idea, I built it out to a certain point and it got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to get a mobile app developer to like actually make this into like an iOS and an Android app, right? And I hired an agency that I thought was a good fit and that we could really build this thing out to. And this this project that was supposed to be like a four or five month project ended up dragging out six months, seven months, eight months, right? And I was telling you earlier in the car that, you know, I used to work at a, a web agency. Mm -hmm. So I really should have known how this works, you know, like, and, and the, the issue that really came up was, and here when I talked about this at one point was I paid them up front. I paid them up front because I wanted to save a dollar, Yeah. right? And what ended up happening, and you know this from, from real estate and from uh, from doing remodels and stuff like that, if you pay a contractor up front, they have no motivation to finish your project. Yep. You've already paid them all they're going to yep. get, so they have no reason to prioritize you or rush it or get it done. Exactly. You know? yep. And so I found myself in this loop where I was like, wow, I'm really putting myself in a position where I've already paid out all the money. They're not delivering. It's making it seem like it's impossible, right? Um, and so that's what I felt like was a failure that led me to my eventual success was I had to fire him. You know, I said, this isn't working out. We found out a way to figured out a way to get our money back. And we, we kind of moved on from them and it, it led me to dig into my network a little bit and find somebody that I knew who I could trust that could develop this app for me. Oh, so you got some, like some of your investments back. 
Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Good for you. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Because I, mean, I feel like in stories like that, especially with uh, contractors, mm-hmm. it's near impossible to claw that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to just ghost you and disappear. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's every success story comes with its ups and downs, right? So, like the book that we read when we were younger, I think The Dip or something like that, mm-hmm. you, you always go through little ups and downs and how you climb out of those little shitholes yep. right, are the best ways to figure out how to succeed, right? So... Props. I mean, I remember you were going through that whole process and you didn't even know if you can get your money back at all. Yep. It, was, it was a scary time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you say? I mean, I think you kind of touched on it, but just to clarify, what was, what was like your biggest lesson learned through the whole process? You know, for me, the biggest lesson learned was I learned a lot about myself in that I have a pattern. And Hero's very familiar with this pattern because he's known me a long time. Our, all our late night uh, study sessions? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I... I have this pattern of coming up with great ideas or finding the motivation to start something and like to really like get into it and motivated to like do it and start it, but never actually follow through to finish it. And so what I learned through this process, I think the biggest lesson for me was that I need to feel to follow through on these things. I need to finish what I started and to do what I set out to do. And I think that a big part of it was you know, it was challenging because when I hit that point of, oh, uh, this, you know, this agency thing isn't working out and I had to fire them, that time that that we used and wasted with them, it opened the doors for other people to enter into this, into this space that, you know, I used to be alone in and now there are other people doing similar things, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I saw these other competitors pop up while I'm kind of going through this struggle, it challenged me to a point where I was like thinking to myself, okay, this is the turning point are you going to follow your same pattern and just dip out like you normally do? Or are you going to follow through and finish this thing? And that's kind of where I had a conversation with our, the developer I work with now, his name is Derek. Um, you know, we had a chat and he was like, dude, competition's good. Let's do this. Right. True. Yeah. That was so motivational. I was like, I was like playing like till I collapse in my head. Right <laughs> <laughs> that's a really um, inspirational story, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that. You hit on a really good point there. Competition is very important, right? Yeah. I think uh, when we were in Kauai recent, uh, recently, uh, the restaurants there were okay. And I think Oahu has really great food, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing, when there's competition, there's a lot of players in the same space. It pushes everyone else to be good or else they're going to get kicked out. So in your case, I think uh, we are... Excited to see you be the top dog in that whole T scheduling uh, field for sure. I mean, to me, it just really just told me like, it's a good idea. All that means is that it's a good idea and other people want to copy it and do it too. Yeah. Right. So you're onto something. And, and on top of that, like we're still the first one to the mobile market. We're the only ones doing push notifications. It's faster than SMS. It's faster than email. So as far as I'm concerned, I think we still have the best tech stack. And as long as we continue down that route, add new, more valuable features to it along the way then I have nothing to be afraid of, right? What's your dream uh, goal for tg Where do you see it in the future? Uh, the dream goal, I feel like, is going international. Like, golf is is big here in California. We're a little bit in Scottsdale, Florida. Um, but we really need to get into, like, uh, Texas, uh, spread out to all of Arizona, and just all over the U.S., right? And start there. Um, but golf is an international sport. It's huge in the U.K., Australia. Like Japan. we need to hit all Japan, those Korea. places. Yep. If we can, if we can, you know, execute this well in the U S um, and find a way to expand it out there. I think that's like the ultimate dream goal um, is to, you know, help the everyday golfer make it so that it's stress free and they can play when they want to. Mm, I like that. It's a great kind of slogan there. Yep. Um, anything else you want to add? Yeah. I mean, let's move on to our uh, freestyle question section. 
So this is the one that, you know, just off the top of my head, I know talking to you, you're a huge golfer. Yep. And I've played with you a couple of times and I know how good you are. So what's your lowest round you've ever uh, shot? Oh, man, my lowest round was a plus 678 at Rancho San Joaquin. Uh, of course, both. it's not easy. Can you explain that to non-golfers? Because uh, <laughs> I don't know what the hell it's just said. <laughs> I don't know how I can put it into terms of like other sports, but it was like I had an out-of-body experience to where like I could do no wrong. Everything was just going my way. It's the only way I can describe it. The flow was there? Yeah. yeah. I was in like the state of, uh, what do they call it? Theta? I was yeah, in yeah, Theta. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, basically, it was God mode oh, yeah. for the gamers out <laughs> there. Super Saiyan in golf, yeah. I still have this distinct memory when we were playing one time. You like hold out from like buck 20 out. Yeah, that was uh, that was Pomona, Mountain Meadows. Yeah. Uh, hold out eagle Shout on, out uh, I think, the fourth hole. Dude, it was just, yeah. it was unreal. I've never <laughs> seen that happen in like real life. Yeah, I've only seen it happen two other times. So <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was sick, super sick. I mean, I think uh, I know you best, but uh, when you put your mind to something, you get you get obsessed to the point where you need to perfect it, right? Yep. So, David and I were talking about this in the car earlier. I think it's a Korean thing. <laughs> <laughs> we get obsessive over stuff, and when we're into it. We're really into it. You're Korean. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true. I mean, again, business could be another one of those little avenues for you, right? Uh, we've always said that once you get obsessed, again, you're going to succeed in it. So. It's good to finally see something that really sticks for you. And uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, time will only tell where it goes in the future. Definitely. You know, the work's only just begun, right? Like this was the hard part was to get it out there. But now the real work begins because it's like it's all execution from here. Uh, how do we handle the bugs and issues that come up? Um, you know, how do we listen to our customers and, and give them what they need? So in terms of uh, owner get owned, uh, we're always figuring out ways for the mentality, training the listeners to think in a very goal setting way mm -hmm. in order to achieve big goals such as careers or even buying a house in the future. Um, in your case with your app TGE to get it to where it is now, what's your, what was your mindset and how do you think that helped you get to where you are? Um, for me, I was always willing to pivot, you know, like when, when the agency thing didn't work out, I pivoted and started the discord channel to at least get it out there to my friends and family to use. Cause I knew that this, you know, it was a useful tool. So I wanted to get it out there one way or another. And I wasn't um, I wasn't afraid to put it out there, even though it wasn't the vision that I initially had. Um, uh, can you repeat the question? You're just your mindset. I think you said uh, pivoting was uh, perfect. I mean, yeah. yeah, just being able to be flexible in the moment and work with the bugs and fixes that right. you need to be having. Right? Yeah. So. And a, a, another thing that I took away, too, is like you just you always got to follow through. And it's something that it actually is really coincidental with with golf. Like you need to finish your swing and follow through. Otherwise it's going to be a weird swing. The same thing with basketball. If you don't finish your follow through like Steph Curry, then you're not going to have like a good form and good finish. You know what I mean? Are you and, a Warriors fan? Yeah. I like that Steph Curry. Uh, a little bit of tension here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that. I love the analogy for both sports. Um, that's, I appreciate the message there. Yeah. I've so, been trying to apply it to my life. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, heroes see me do a lot of these things to and seeing the pattern. And so for me, I just kept on thinking that to myself. It's like, you got to follow through. You got to follow through. So here we are. Right, so, I mean, I think that's like a good transition into our next segment, our favorite part of the show, right? Yep. Just a tip. Go so for, for just a tip, this segment is when we talk about what you would like to say to our um, audience um, in terms of message and like 
what you've accomplished so far and how you can kind of how they can kind of translate into their lives. So what sort of message do you have for our listeners? Oh, man, I think for me, uh, it's just don't quit. You know, things aren't always going to go your way. Um, things aren't always going to happen in the time frame or the way that you imagined it to. Um, but don't stop, because if you stop, then you're always going to be stuck where you currently are. And, you know, just w- keep working to, to better yourself every single day. Be a better version today than you were yesterday. Um, be consistent, be true to yourself. Um, and that's really the only way to be happy. You know, you're not fooling anybody but yourself. So, uh, I guess that's my message. Just don't quit. Nice. That's a good one. Short, simple to the point. I'm don't feeling quit. all fired up right now. <laughs> ready to like run through a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For our own and get own family who want to find you, what are your socials, links, websites, anything else? Yeah, uh, TikTok and Instagram, tgenie.app, uh, website, tgenie.app. <laughs> okay. Nice. App store, uh, tgenie, uh, T-E-E space G-E-N-I-E. Perfect. Yeah, so we're going to link it for you guys in the episode. So if you guys want to find out more, uh, we'll make sure it's uh, linked on our episode. Cool. Happy golfing, guys. Yep. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you, Johnny, for being part of this. Thank you so our much. First Appreciate it. interview for yeah. Owner Get On Season. Honored to be here. It went, it went well, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I appreciate it. My nose would not stop running. Right <laughs> away. But thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah.